Today we step into part two of our three-part series of the week 14 main slate breakdown. It's going to be about an hour again, so buckle up, let's get it started. everybody it is your boy d roy find me on twitter at roy dog underscore 13 that's r-o-y-d-a-w-g underscore one three like i said before this is part two of the three-part series for week 14 it is a very full slate it is a lot of good stuff going on there or is it quote-unquote good stuff going on out there that's the question that we really have to uh gauge here um there could be some pitfalls and whatnot. Uh, we need to pick a direction. That's kind of the reason why we're doing the three-part series this week, um, <clears throat> let alone the Thursday part. Kind of wanted to delve a little bit into uh, seasonal, kind of get everybody on the right track um, for their playoff matchups in seasonal. But we're pretty much strictly DFS. If you have any questions on seasonal for your matchups, be sure to hit me up on Twitter, or if you're part of the full-time fantasy Slack chat, uh, you can hit me up there in the NFL group. So let's get it started here. Let's go back into game by game. Uh, we have our list from yesterday. Now we're going to start kind of pairing everything down to what we like. Um, going to start with the Carolina at Atlanta game. Atlanta favored by three. This is a 47 over under. <clears throat> so... Let's take a look and see what we have here. Um, I kind of expect this game to stay relatively close, uh, kind of going towards the Atlanta side, just as Vegas has, you know, the total, the Vegas total has told us. Um, I think you're going to be seeing Atlanta kind of playing a little bit more from ahead and Carolina playing from behind. Now, the whole thing that's kind of got me kind of, you know, pausing is with Carolina firing head coach Ron Rivera, and now we have, um, uh, oh, shit. Oh, God, I can't remember who the hell took over as the coach. But any which way, uh, Norv Turner is the special assistant. His son, I believe his name is Scott, is the offensive coordinator. I think we can pretty much expect the same type of uh, output <clears throat> um, here as we have in past weeks. I am going to go ahead and leave Kyle Allen in here um, for now. I do kind of like his price over, you know, across the board. It's, you know, 26, 21, 22, and 22. That's a little bit of savings over there. Now, the question is whether or not the guys around him are any better value. I think there is. 
but for right now, I'm going to leave Kyle Allen in there. Um, if we kind of jump over to FanDuel, we'll just kind of take a look. Let's see what his outputs have been. Because he, he fucking tanked it last week. He started out good, and then he just really kind of tanked it. Now, he has they have been firing the ball a little bit more against Washington, against New Orleans. He went for 23.14 uh, against New Orleans, and then last week he still ended up at 24.32. So I do kind of like him there. Um, on the other side of the ball, you'd be looking at Matt Ryan. He is... 16, 8, 6, and 7 across the board. I like the price a lot better on FanDuel than I do anywhere else. Now, he has been faltering as of late. He did get up to about 18.58 last week. He threw for 312 yards. That was a comeback effort. Uh, Two passing touchdowns, two interceptions. So they've had to, uh, you know, they, they struggled against New Orleans. They tried to come back. It was a bit a little bit too little too late um i'm going to leave him in there because i want to find out what's going on with austin hooper if austin hooper is not playing i will take matt ryan completely off my board here but for right now we're going to go ahead and leave him there looking at the running backs i think you can consider um christian mccaffrey he is expensive again. He's eleven thousand on FanDuel, forty four dollars. He's gone up on uh, Yahoo, uh, ten thousand three hundred on DK. So his price has kind of come down there. So I kind of like it there. And then nineteen four. So it's meh, right about where it was before. Um, the Atlanta Falcons are thirteenth against the run, fifteenth against running backs in the passing game. Uh, the thing we need to consider here is whether or not we're going to trust this coaching staff to not take away carries and catches from McCaffrey. This would be a decent spot for him uh, to rebound from last week where he should have gone off. So for right now, we're going to go ahead and leave him there. Uh, we're also, oh, let's see, and the, do we want to do the Atlanta side first? Yeah, Atlanta side, we got Devonta Freeman. He's getting left in. Um, he's one of my better, he's one of my more favorite plays, especially on FanDuel where he's 33rd uh, ranked running back in terms of price. 17, 26, and 23 on the other side. So Yahoo's where he's kind of a little bit more expensive in terms of, you know, all the other players, but it's still $20 is really not that much for a running back over there. So I think we could safely consider him there. Uh, Carolina, I do like DJ more. I kind of want to see what's going on with Desmond Trufant before um, we go with Curtis Samuel. If Desmond Trufant's out, Curtis Samuel might be a sneaky little play and a pivot off of DJ Moore in this matchup. DJ Moore is going against uh, Atlanta's where their wide receiver one coverage is 13 in DVOA. Uh, Curtis Samuel will be 32nd uh, wide receiver two DVOA. So, but uh, Atlanta's giving up plenty of points to the wide receiver, so I think it's safe to kind of leave them in for right now. Uh, there's a question about whether or not Greg Olson is going to play. 
some people are going to pivot to Ian Thomas. Here's the problem. Anytime that Greg Olson has ever sat and they put Ian Thomas in there, he has absolutely fucking failed. Um, I'm not going to trust Kyle Allen to get him the ball in that kind of spot. Uh, so I'm going to pass. Uh, switching over. I kind of grouped the wide receiver tight end. Wide receiver on the other side. I'm going to go ahead and pass on Julio Jones in this matchup. Uh, with him being kind of dinged up, it's just too, a little bit too much risk, in my opinion, at his price, although it's a good price on FanDuel and Fantasy Draft. Um, it's a bit too much for me in this matchup, considering the fact that, like I said, I think they're going to be playing from ahead. And I'd rather actually use Calvin Ridley and get the savings there. So when I'm looking here, uh, Calvin Ridley, 6900 on FanDuel. 20, he's 22nd uh, most expensive uh, wide receiver. Sorry if I brain fart. Everybody who understands that I get home at like 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, and then he's 13, 15, and 10 across the board on the other three sites. So I think you can fade him on the other sites uh, just fine. Uh, but FanDuel, we definitely have to kind of take a look at him and see if that's definitely a spot that we want to go. He is currently questionable. That's fine. We've talked about the tight ends. Um, I would prefer to have Austin Hooper if we can. Uh, if not, maybe Jaden Graham, but we also have Luke Stocker, who's supposedly going to play too. So if Hooper's playing, I'll consider him uh, as a GPP pivot type option. Uh, Jaden Graham would be based off of whether or not not only Austin Cooper sitting, Austin Cooper, Austin Hooper sitting, but if Luke Stocker is sitting. If Luke Stocker is not sitting with Jaden Graham in there, I'm going to completely pass on that everywhere. So definitely, definitely pay attention. Moving on to the Baltimore at Buffalo game. I don't think I'm actually on either of the quarterbacks in this game, although I did have some kind of love a little bit for Josh Allen. Um, if we compare his pricing across the board, uh, especially on FanDuel, he's right in between Kirk Cousins and on the high side, and then you have Deshaun Watson and Jameis Winston, Sam Darnold at 10, Josh Allen's at 8. So you're going to get some savings by going to Watson there. Uh, his price is a little bit more comfortable over on Yahoo. Um, but in that type of matchup, I think I'd rather go with Kirk Cousins. On the low side, you'd have Aaron Rodgers, too, uh, which would be a little bit a little bit more expensive, but only by a buck. Um, go on to DK, where he's 10. He falls right in between... Let's see, Winston, Ryan Fitzpatrick, yeah, um, 16th over on there. Yeah, I, I'm going to pull Josh Allen out of there. I'm not going to go ahead and consider him. Uh, I do like, I do kind of like Lamar Jackson. I'm going to leave him in there because I'm thinking about it, but this might be a really bad spot for him, um, especially with where his pass targets really don't have the great matchups in there. So you'd really be relying on his legs. I don't know if I could do it at that price, but for right now, uh, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, running backs, 
we're looking at Mark Ingram on the on the Baltimore side, and he is 12, 11, 20, and 11 uh, in terms of ranks across the board. I kind of like the price over on DK, but I don't really like it anywhere else. On DK, he falls way in between here. Now, see, we get a better price on Devin Singletary, Joe Mixon, Sony Michelle, James White, even Phillips Lindsay. Yeah, I uh, they're going to have some high usage on there. This is going to be kind of that grinded-out game. Baltimore favored by 6, 43.5 over under. Mark, but Ingram just really hasn't been producing. It's whether or not they're going to commit to it or just kind of use Lamar Jackson's feet. I think I would choose Lamar Jackson before I choose Mark Ingram, so I'm going to pull Mark Ingram out. Uh, on the other side of Buffalo, with Devin Singletary, they, Baltimore really doesn't give up a lot of points across the board, but if you look at Singletary's price, he's 19, 21, 23, and 27. So his price is really kind of keeping him in play here. Uh, high upside play, he could get away. I will go ahead and just leave him in there for right now. Uh, wide receivers, I do not believe I have any wide receivers for the Baltimore offense. Um, no. Switching over to Buffalo, there is something that I am kind of taking a look at. Marlon Humphreys is questionable whether or not he plays. I have not heard anything positive or negative. Um, But I'm going to go ahead and assume, since I haven't heard anything really negative about it, I'm going to go ahead and assume that he's going to play. Cole Beasley would be in play if Marlon Humphreys was out and not in the slot. But, again, we're just going to go ahead and pass on that. Looking at tight end, uh, I do understand what happened last week with Jason Witten. So, Mark Andrews being being such a high target upside for Lamar Jackson, even in a bad matchup, people may stray away from there. Uh, so, that's going to have me kind of taking a look at Mark Andrews. He is a top talent. Uh, he has some high upside. It's just whether or not we want to truly believe that he's going to be a guy that we're going to want to trust. On the other side, you'd have Dawson Knox. I'm not going to go to the Dawson Knox uh, way this week. So we'll just go ahead and pass on most of the options in that game. All right, moving on, we have the Cincinnati at Cleveland game. Cleveland favored by 7, 41.5 over under. Uh, the total has gone up, but Cleveland has been coming down as a favorite. Um, there is a lot of talk about the Cincinnati Bengals side of the ball um, and quite possibly pulling another upset win this week. They will have Andy Dalton at quarterback. Um, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, John Ross the third is back. I'm not, on, I'm not high on John Ross, but... Adding that element of that downfield threat uh, should open up the other wide receivers in this spot, so that's kind of why I like them. But looking at the game flow, I'm still expecting Cleveland to win this game, maybe not by so much as seven. Um, so when we, what I expect is Cleveland to kind of get back to basics, kind of get into that whole ground and pound. Um, 
So for me, when I look at Baker Mayfield, he is 16, 17, 9, and 14 across the board. It's actually a really good price on him. But with the type of selections both up and above him and below him, uh, I'm going to choose to not use Baker Mayfield in this matchup, especially since I like the running backs more. Now, if you look at the other side in Cincinnati, I do like Andy Dalton a little bit. He's 27, 25, 33, and 26 across the board. That is a $7,000 quarterback on FanDuel, $24 on Yahoo, $5,200 on DK, and $10,700 on Fantasy Draft. It's a pretty good savings on here. Now, whether or not I believe that he could put the output in there, that's going to be kind of a telling tale here. Uh, but I am going to go ahead and consider him and leave him in for right now. Going to the running backs, I have said that I like both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Which way I'm going to go on here is really going to be kind of uh, the question. I think I'm leaning more Nick Chubb on there. But because Kareem Hunt is such a value over on FanDuel and Yahoo on the half-point PPR sites versus on the full-point PPR, uh, I would... I'm kind of considering him. Whether or not he makes a, the final thing, uh, that remains to be seen. You do have him on the field, but Nick Chubb is getting the bulk of the carries uh, where uh, Hunt has had to rely more on the pass catching. Now, if you go to the other side and you look at um, Joe Mixon, he's getting he's getting a ball, he's getting a shitload of touches, even in bad situations. So, when I look at Joe Mixon, okay, he's 19, 23, 22, and 22 across the board. So, it's $6,700 on FanDuel, $18 on Yahoo. That's awesome price. Like I said, $20 is pretty much, if you get anywhere around $20, um, that's kind of like the fantastic little price, uh, value price range right there. You get anything under there, that's where we kind of want to definitely take a look um $5,800 on DK does catch some passes uh $11,000 on fantasy draft now he's going to be a little touchdown relevant he can do it in this game if they can get him down to the goal line so we're going to go ahead and just keep considering him moving on to the wide receivers uh we look at the Cleveland side first where are they Okay, here we go. So, struggling between Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry, right? So, Odell Beckham, or we'll go Odell Beckham and then Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, all the way across, okay? So, on FanDuel, 23rd and 17. Yahoo, 20 and 13. DK, 23 and 19. Fancy Draft, 17 and 25 so fantasy draft is still still has beckham above landry all the other sites have landry above odell beckham i think in this matchup you are going to see a lot of people kind of gravitating towards uh the odell beckham uh play because of his price on there i don't know if i could fully buy into it uh Jarvis Landry has been pretty good week in and week out. He's been getting the targets. He's been actually catching the ball uh, versus Odell Beckham. 
So if there's going to be one wide receiver, especially over on Fantasy Draft, keep that one in mind. Um, and actually, I should ear, I should earmark this. I will be sending out another updated spreadsheet. I'm earmarking Jarvis Landry over on Fantasy Draft for his price. Uh, you're listening to the podcast, then you're definitely going to know why I did it, and that's because you're getting the, the complete value over there. So even if you're not going to fully, if you don't want to fully invest in the passing game, I think you do still have to look at Jarvis Landry at that price over at Fantasy Draft. I don't mind him on you know the other sites whatsoever, but Fantasy Draft is definitely where I'm going to look at him there. Uh, Cincinnati. I'm not going to buy into the untate. I'm going to say that John Ross takes a little bit from him. Uh, so, But the one guy that he is not going to take away from is going to be Tyler Boyd. Great price across the board. 33 39 32 and 28 across the board. That is $6,300 on FanDuel, $18 on DK. He did not move. Uh, 5,900 on, or uh, 18 on Yahoo, I'm sorry, 5,900 on DK, 11.6 on Fantasy Draft. So he's a great price. Um, he is a guy that Andy Dalton does look at uh, very consistently. He's getting double-digit targets. Let's see here. Let's see if I can find Boyd here real quick for you guys. Kind of give you his little target load here from last week. Here we go. Do, 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 You also have him against TJ Carey. Now, Ante is kind of funny because Greedy Williams is questionable. I do believe he's expected to play. So, last two weeks, he's he was targeted nine times against Pittsburgh, targeted ten times against the New York Jets. Now, he has not been really kind of um, helping out Dalton in that regards because he's sitting at about 50% catch rate. But he has gotten a touchdown in both of the last two weeks, which is good. So Tyler Boyd, again, um, I think he's a, I think he's solid, solid play this week. Um, moving on to tight ends, Cleveland, we're not messing with anything there. They still are not activating David Njoku. So we're not going to pay attention there. Now, the thing that I really kind of wanted to look at was, let's take a look here. Looking at C.J. Uzuma. Here's his targets through the season. 5-1-1-2-3-2-5-1-6. So there isn't a pattern. I wanted to see if there was a pattern between him and Andy Dalton. Um... So I would have expected a little bit higher target share uh, earlier in the season. Since we're not finding any correlation there, I am going to take C.J. Uzuma out. I am not considering Tyler Eifert. Don't fucking ask me about Tyler Eifert. Thank you very much. Next game on the docket we have is Washington Redskins at Green Bay Packers. The total has stayed the same from yesterday. It's 41.5, but did Green Bay's... uh, has gone down to a 12.5 point favorite from a 13, which is cool. So that means they're betting the under. That's kind of where I would have went on there. Um, so I don't know if the Packers are really going to cover a 13-point total. Now they could. It just depends on what kind of Green Bay defense shows up. 
So <clears throat> looking at it from the quarterback side, um, I think we could definitely go ahead and just you know keep considering Aaron Rodgers here. Very good matchup. He's very psyched for this game um, for whatever reason. Now, he is priced kind of high, which will probably keep a lot of people off there. The 12.5-point uh, spread is probably going to get a lot of people going to Aaron Jones. I do not blame them. Um, but you are looking you are looking at a pass defense that is not very good. Um, so we definitely want to consider him. I do like Aaron Jones in this matchup as well. Um, trying to get, get away from some running backs here. Uh, just so I can kind of get everything dealt down a little bit. Um, but I will consider Aaron Rodgers. Dwayne Haskins, of course, we're not even going to consider. I did say Aaron Jones. Um, I'm considering him over... Jamal Williams, I think you're going to see more Jones action in here. Um, especially since there's not really that big of a pass rush need to have Jamal Williams in there for the pass blocking. So, um, Washington's side, i got to double check something here because Adrian Peterson was questionable and I did not see him on the injury report when I went through this morning. I really, really want to include Darius Geis. Understanding that he's probably going to be very highly owned. His price is fantastic. Um, I am considering both running backs, actually, for the Washington Redskins. Okay. Um... Okay, Adrian Peterson is questionable. I don't know how the hell, why the hell that wasn't up earlier. Um, but he did practice today, so it looks like he's going to play. That's going to pr probably kill a lot of ownership on Geis. Going to have some low ownership on Peterson, too, come to think of it. Um, <clears throat> so let's take a look at these two. Let's see what's happened the last couple of weeks. We'll of course start with Darius Geis, since he'll be the, he'd be the more popular choice over Adrian Peterson, right? So let's see. He came back November seventeenth against the New York Jets. Had seven rushing attempts for twenty four yards. He had two targets, one reception for forty five yards, and a touchdown uh, for thirteen point four points. Uh, his rushing attempts. Uh, the 24th against Detroit, he had 10 rushes for 32 yards. This is where he tanked it, where I had him in there. And then he had two targets, one reception for six yards, uh, 4.3 points. At Carolina, 10 rushes for 129 yards. This is where he broke off a couple big ones. Uh, two rushing touchdowns, two targets, two receptions for eight yards, receiving for 26.7. Now, take a look at Peterson. Want to see what their activity level has been here, right? Okay. So last three weeks with Geis inserted. Gets the Jets. He had nine rushes for 25 yards. Two targets for two receptions. Five yards for four points. Uh, versus Detroit, he had 10 rushes for 27 yards. One target for one reception, 22 yards. For 5.4 points. 
And then last week at Carolina, 13 rushes, 99 yards, one rushing TD, one target for 15.9. So he basically kind of 3X'd his value. Um, whereas, oh man, I gotta go back to Geis here. I should have looked at that. Should have seen what his price was. So Geis is gonna be a little bit more expensive than Peterson. Oh, you bastards! You didn't want to show me your price. So I have to leave them in there. I really like the running backs. No matter what, they're gonna just run the fucking ball. So. When you're comparing the two, uh, the reason why you get so much savings on, on Peterson, but you got to really look at the price difference in itself. So, Geis is 6300 on FanDuel. Uh, do FanDuel first. Do Geis, then Peterson. 6300 and 5700 So, $600 savings. Is it worth it? Mm, maybe not. Yahoo, $19 for Geis, 17 for Peterson. Is it worth it? Mm-hmm. No. Um, DK, it's forty nine hundred to four thousand. It's kind of a it's kind of a nice little price actually for Peterson there. Um, you are getting quite a savings on there. Uh, fantasy draft ten thousand three hundred seventy one hundred. So you're saving three thousand two hundred. Uh, it's actually a hell of a price savings over there too. So. I think in this matchup, you could really go with either or. Geis, and you're looking more of the GPP for Geis. You're looking at Peterson. You can actually use him, I think, safely for cash on a couple of sites, like I said, for DK and for Fantasy Draft if you need savings. I wouldn't do it on FanDuel or Yahoo um, over there. I'd much rather just take the upside of Geis on there, too. It kind of depends on how much risk you want. The Packers are very, very bad against the run. Very, very bad. So definitely keep them in consideration. Uh, don't stray away from them. Aaron Jones, like I said, I like them. I like him over there. So <clears throat> now we get into the kind of the wide receivers. There is a lot of love for Terry McLaurin. If Kevin King, I think, is he's questionable now. If they say if he's out, maybe they like him. I don't know how much upside you really have here. And it has nothing to do with McLaurin. It's just with Dwayne Haskins um, just being able to get the ball to him. Uh, he has found him. He has missed him on a couple of plays uh, that would have been longer touchdowns. But whether or not he can actually make that connection happen in a hostile environment remains to be seen. Uh, if you look two weeks ago against Detroit, he had five receptions on 12 targets for 72 yards. He got 9.7 points. Against Carolina, he only had four targets, uh, two receptions for eight yards for 1.8 points. So they're really, when they when they decided that they wanted to run the fucking ball, they really took the ball out of Haskins' hands. I think they're going to do that here. They really need to negate that pass rush. Uh, that the Packers are going to bring on him. So Terry McLaurin is out for me. On the other side, I do like Devontae Adams. And I am also taking a look at... Um, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Alan Lazard. Let's take a look at Lazard. Adams, Adams is going to be in no matter what. So let's not even worry about that. It's just all whether or not we're going to have Lazard involved here. 
secondary target for sure last week. Three for th- he caught three balls on three targets for 103 yards and a receiving touchdown. It's pretty damn good. Now, he's ultimately a GPP option. He really hasn't done anything since they faced Detroit back on the 14th of October. Uh, his target share has been 5 4 5 4 6 2 3. Wasn't a very competitive game. That's the only problem I have with him. I think really what you could do with the Packers, you could really just run Rodgers, Rodgers, Jones, and Adams. It would be a high-priced stack, but you control all the offense from the Packers' side. Um, I'm going to leave Lazard in there just because he is a very cheap price. He's 54, 58, 63, 61 across the board. So that's $5,600, $13, 4200 and 8900 So he's very, very dirt cheap if you want to use him as kind of a punt option to pay up elsewhere. And then hopefully just kind of grab some of that, uh, that upside that he has. Now, I do believe, if I'm not mistaken... At tight end, you're not fuck Jeremy Sprinkle, fuck Al Hentages. That's what we said last week. Um, but we have to look at him, I think. We have to look at the other side. We have to look at Jimmy Graham. He's currently questionable right now. Uh, he's 17, 19, 20, and 18 across the board, so he's cheap. He's $5,513, $3,600 on DK, which for right now, of all the tight ends I got, he is the cheapest over there. Um, he is also, oh yeah, he's second cheapest on FanDuel. There's a reason for that one though, um, and we'll get to that later. Uh, 7,600 on on uh, fantasy drafts. So go to tight end. Let's go look at Jimmy Graham here real quick. The bothersome part is where you got like Mercedes Lewis in there and involved. Yeah, he has not been good lately. He has not been good. New York Giants last week, though. San Francisco, Carolina, where they're good, at, where it's a good matchup against tight ends or for tight ends. Uh, he had two receptions on three targets for fifty-nine yards, six point nine. So not too bad there. Uh, L.A. Chargers, he did not take advantage of. He did not take advantage of Casey. Oakland, he did four for sixty-five yards and a touchdown. Philadelphia, they're decent. Six for nine, 61. That was a shootout game, though. Dallas, he did okay. Yeah, so if you look at his targets through the season, 5 1 1, 9 3 5, 4 5, 4 3 2 1. But I think that's kind of dictated on matchup. So Packers are smart. Packers don't fuck around, they kind of use their matchups to their advantage. So I'm going to go ahead and just consider Jimmy Graham in there for a punt option. So now we have the Detroit Lions at Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota favored by 13, 43 over under. Um, Big questions at running back here, of course, um, with Dalvin Cook, whether or not he's going to play or not. he has said that he is going to play, which is really going to bollocks everything up because uh, if he wasn't playing, you know, you would have just played Alexander Madison all day. We talked about this yesterday. Um, if Dalvin Cook plays, uh, 
it's really going to be a hell of a risk. Uh, it's all going to be based on his pain tolerance and stuff with the shoulder. Um, he's up there in price, so I'm going to leave him in there for another day. I'm trying to run this through my head on whether or not I could tell you to go ahead and use him. I would use him probably not in like a cash game just in case of injury, but it is such a good matchup. Um, it would pretty much be under your risk tolerance on it whatsoever. Now, if he came if he came off <clears throat> of the list, say today after today's practice, or even on Saturday, um, then I would probably say he's good to go. I don't really want to pass up on the matchup, but who knows? Um, so now that we have that taken care of, we need to take a look at whether or not we trust uh, Kirk Cousins at all in this matchup. I think we do. Let's see what he's been putting up for points lately, though. Because if Cook plays, it's gonna. I think it's really going to kind of hamper them. But now... The thing, the thing with Dalvin Cook too is whether or not <clears throat> you look at it and you go, well, they just going to use him as more of a decoy rather than an actual guy, you know, actually going to be playing, and that's quite possible. So I may end up, I may take him out. Fuck that. He's been, but Kirk Cousins has been pretty consistent. He did have one dud in there, um, ever since. New York Giants game, he went 20.54, 28. Well, we'll just do this. 20, 28, 29. He went 11. <clears throat> that was against Washington. 21, 19, 22, and 18. So he's been pretty consistent, but now he's kind of priced up in the 8,200. So it's going to be basically, I think, if you want to use him, it's going to be based on comfort level. Um, and that maybe, you know, like I said, Dalvin Cook might be used as more of a decoy-type deal. Um, Adam Thielen is questionable right now, but it's leaning more towards that he's not going to play. I, here's the thing. If Thielen doesn't play, I don't like Diggs. If Thielen played, I like Diggs, right? We know Diggs has the upside, he has Darius Slay. It is a good matchup for Diggs based on the pro football focus rankings. It's just whether or not they're going to try and spread that around and go to, like, say, Olabisi or Laquan Treadwell, you know, shit like that. So, God. <clears throat> I'll consider Stefan Diggs still, especially if we want to use Kirk Cousins. Um,. If Thielen doesn't play, then Kyle Rudolph is definitely in play at tight end. Uh, and he's got a really good price over on FanDuel. And that one's earmarked. He's $4,800 over there. He's the 34th highest priced tight end. On the other three sites, 14 10 and 15 So that kind of gives you a gauge of how much price he is over there. Uh, going back over to the Detroit Lions side, I do kind of have some love for David Blau. Um. <clears throat> he's dirt cheap. Um, well, it's not dirt cheap, but he's pretty much bare minimum price. Uh, 6900 on DK or on FanDuel. 
um, which isn't that much less than, say, like Andy Dalton and Kyle Allen. Uh, $22 on Yahoo, 5200 on DK, same price as Andy Dalton. And then 10000 on Fantasy Draft. And the kid is not has shown that you know he's willing to sling that rock so i think we definitely could consider him um wide receivers i believe in my opinion it's just gonna be kenny galladay and marvin jones i am leaning more marvin jones than i am kenny galladay um i haven't determined which one i'm officially gonna go with but it's probably gonna be marvin jones because i'm gonna take care i want to i'll take the price discount and the actual matchup against Xavier Rhodes. Now, they will switch them uh, to either side. But no matter which way that you go, he's going to have the advantage over him or Trey Wade. So um, it's going to be basically which one do you like more. Uh, I think Jones is going to be a little lower on Kenny Galladay just based on what Kenny Galladay did against the Bears last week. So uh, that's where I'm at there. No tight ends for this game. Next, we have San Francisco at New Orleans. I cannot figure out what I want to do here. If you look at it from the San Francisco side, you have Debo Samuel, who would be the higher upside guy. Um, probably going to be, if he stays on the same side, he's going to be against Eli Apple. It's quite possible you'd see Marshawn Lattimore on Emmanuel Sanders. Um, If they're smart, they'd probably put Lattimore on Debo Samuel, but I don't know. I mean, I know Lattimore's not on the injury report, so his leg issues should be fine. Um, You got Kendrick Bourne that has the actual good matchup against P.J. Williams, but I don't know if I can ever really trust uh, Kendrick Bourne. Um, to me, I think I'm just going to fade this altogether and just not get involved with it. And that's not only from this side, but also from the New Orleans side. I did not have any love for Drew Brees this week, so that was good. Um, I I put Elvin Kamara in here, but for the price, I mean, he is discounted down, but we have seen we don't know what's going on between him and Latavius Murray. They seem to be splitting a little bit. Kamara is on the field a lot more, but um, I'm just going to go ahead and just take Kamara out. And I think when you look at the wide receivers, I am just going to go ahead and not consider Michael Thomas this week, although in seasonal you would be playing him. Um, and then Jared Cook. Yeah, I, I'm just staying completely away from this game. I do understand that it's a 44.5 over-under. It's one of the better over-unders on there. It has gone up half a point uh, with New Orleans being favored by 2.5. I'm just not I'm not going to play this fucking game with Sean Payton. I'm done with it um, unless I see something absolutely specific. So we're going to go ahead and pass on there. We're going to go to the Miami and New York Jets game. New York Jets favored by 5.5, over under. Um, The 45.5 has gone up. So, uh, let's see where I'm at. I had to pause it. Fucking ex-wife. 
quit calling my goddamn mouth. All right, let's see here. So we got Miami at New York Jets. I don't know why the Jets are favored by five and a half over Miami. This should be really closer to a pick'em game. Um, from the Dolphins side, I, I'm just going to do Dolphins and then Jets side. Uh, Dolphins side, I really do like Ryan Fitzpatrick in this matchup. Uh, you cannot run on the New York Jets, especially with a guy like Patrick Laird. So I don't give a shit if he catches a pass or not. Fuck him. He is off my roster. Um, don't play guys that suck. He sucks. Uh, he's white. Come on. White running back? Fuck if I'm going to play him. Uh, but Ryan Fitzpatrick is in play. Uh, do like Devontae Parker. The next thing I need to look at is Alan Hearns here, though, um, who's kind of intriguing because he's kind of been the number two down there. So I want to see Devontae Parker you would use as more of a cat. You would definitely use in a cash game, especially this week, but I want to see the targets. Yeah, see, he goes kind of up and down in targets four, six, seven, and four the last four weeks. So he's been involved. Um, Fifty-one hundred. We getting some savings here. We are getting some savings on him. They've been bad against wide receiver twos. Pretty decent matchup. Now they do have him against Arthur Mollett, and it's actually a bad matchup compared to Mollett. But I'm not buying into that shit. I'm not buying. Blasson Austin. No, get the fuck out of here. That whole secondary is questionable. I'm going to leave Hearns in there. I kind of like him. Um, Jamal Adams at safety is actually questionable too, uh, which could actually bump up Mr. Mike Gazeki. Uh <clears throat> They've been 22nd against the tight end, but uh, they've only given up the fourth least amount of points uh, versus the tight end position. So um, whether or not that's directly affected because of Jamal Adams, uh, it's probably, you know, begs to be seen. Um, damn. I'm gonna. I have to take a look at him because he would be one of our lowest priced tight end options. I'm gonna consider him, especially if a stack. If you wanted to stack, I might pull him out, but I'd probably still tell you. You know, you could go ahead and stack him in that game. Uh, the other side, uh, hoping for a bounce back game out of Sam Darnold. They are coming home. Um, take a look at his stats here. Do, 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 do. We knew we failed. Thought that game was going to stay a little bit closer. That's why I liked Sam Darnold last week. Um, but then they just completely tanked it. I did like Cincy on that side. But like I said, I really thought they were going to kind of keep it together. Um, yeah, you know what? He's been good on the East Coast. Let's see here. East Coast, good. That's New, York. New England. Of course, he's going to suck against New England. At Jacksonville. At Jacksonville, he wasn't too bad. At Miami, he was not very good. 
So if he stays up in the northeast, it's funny. If he stays up in the northeast, he's been pretty good. Um, I'll consider him. He'd probably be my first out, though. I actually like Fitzpatrick a lot more than I like Sam Darnold. Um, <clears throat> so I think Darnold's going to end up going, getting cut on the next round. I don't know. Ah, oh, his price is fucking ridiculous, though. Rather pay for Deshaun Watson there. I'd rather pay up for Ryan, Matt Ryan there. Or just, shit, go to Tannehill for that matter. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm taking Sam Darnold out of here. No, I, I like some of the options and stuff still on this side, but I'm going to take Sam Darnold out. Just the pricing. So... I do like Le'Veon Bell. He's questionable. Uh, we got to see what's going on here because apparently there's rumors that he might sit. I don't know whether or not that's true. I am not going to play Bilal Powell no matter what. But uh, where is he? There he is. Still pretty decently priced. He's got to get his touchdowns at some point. If he plays in a game like this, i got to think he's got to get them. But who knows? I mean, we could just completely fade it probably and just not even think twice about it. We do have a lot of options here. Um, just whether or not we want to run the risk on it. I mean, you do have Leonard Fournette right there. You have Melvin Gordon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? Le'Veon Bell, get the fuck out of here. No. I'm high on Melvin Gordon. We haven't even gotten that game yet. <clears throat> I'm high on Melvin Gordon. So, well, Odell Beckham just went healthy. Okay. That's good for seasonal, not for DFS. Uh, on the wide receivers, uh, I am going to take a look at Robbie Anderson. Now... Let's see where his price is because he is still, I think, relatively dirt cheap. Um, Jamison Crowder has not been doing that well lately, but we need to see what the target share has been. Let's see what his targets have been. Yeah, he's taked it the last two weeks, but he's still, he, uh, you know, four versus Oakland. Okay, fine. They went somewhere else. But he had nine targets. He only had two receptions. Wow. Wow. But he was good the three weeks prior. That could be a nice little GPP play right there. Even more so than Robbie Anderson. Demarius Thompson. Uh, Demarius Thomas, I'm not even... Fuck it. I'm not even considering it. Not, not when he's that close to price. To the other guys. I, I like other options more. So, Robbie Anderson and James Crowder. Alright, we took one out there. Tight end, I do like Ryan Griffin. <clears throat> um, he's pretty fairly priced. Now he's come down. Now he's still a little bit higher on Yahoo, but he's only 16 bucks, so it's 6 bucks above minimum. So, not a big deal there. Uh, going to the Indianapolis at Tampa Bay game. Tampa favored by 3, 47 over under. Um, there's something really fucking weird about this game. I don't know what it is. 
I I don't have a good feeling of it. Um, I'm really not digging either quarterback here. I wonder if this is going to bump me up on Tampa's defense too. The I guess the thing what we need to look at is Jacoby Brissett on the road. They keep losing options. I do like some of his options, so um, I just don't know if I like him nearly as much. All right. On the road, 16, 17, 11, 2.7, 13.16. He's only had... Three games at 20 or higher. That was versus Atlanta, versus Oakland, and versus Houston. Hmm. It's very, very limited. He's not getting that much in rushing yards either. So, God, I just, I, I can't, I just can't see it. Got to take Jacoby Brissett out. And while I'm at it, I'm actually going to go ahead and I think take Winston out. Indianapolis likes to slow the game down, so I think that's really going to take him out of play here. <clears throat> so, yeah, I'm just going to take them out. Do not like any of the running backs for Indianapolis. Marlon Mack's going to take a lot of that load. Um, now, you could take a look at the wide receiver options for set um, and you could consider Zach Pascal oh I'm still running backs what am I doing you could still consider Zach Pascal I think gotta see where his price is yeah he's kind of cheap still he's still at 40 Zach Pascal. See what your target share has been there lately, buddy. I know we like Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle's in. We're not even going to fucking monkey around with that. So, yeah, Pittsburgh. So his targets have been... Wow, he goes back and forth each week. One, two, three, four, five. Wow. Except for, like, one week like a three week period where he had six, seven, and six. This is this is how his target share has gone. Three, seven, two, seven, two, six, seven, six, one, and ten. On the road. Well, early in the season I, I don't I don't fault him, but two again two targets against KC on the and these are on the road. Six at Pittsburgh, one at Houston. Okay. Wow, you're fluctuating the shit. Hmm. I don't know. I think I'm fading Zach Pascal. Goodbye. Also took Marcus Johnson out of there, too, so that's really kind of taking things back a little bit. Like I said, I like Jack Doyle. Um, I'll still consider him. Do not like Winston. 
Now we have the thing with Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber. Uh, Indianapolis is worse against running backs on the ground versus uh, through the air. But guess what? I'm never going to fucking roster Peyton Barber. Since we don't know what the fuck is going on here, I'm taking both out because I'm not going to fucking deal with it. How about them apples? Like that? Great. The best matchup, or the best receiver, or the receiver with the best matchup is Mike Evans. Hands down. So guess what, Chris Godwin, and your inflated price? Taking you out. You take Bashar Perriman with you, too. You got a great matchup against Pierre Desaire. Is <clears throat> the only quarterback corner who is not questionable for the Indianapolis Colts. So we'll look there. Uh, here we go. Denver at Houston. Houston favored by nine. 42 and a half over under. There is a couple of plays in here. Now I will say, if you're looking at the Denver side, the only guy that I'm considering is Cortland Sutton. Uh, he's done, he's done it with three different quarterbacks. So let's just let's just keep at it, okay? Um, I think Philip Lindsay is in play, but let's see what the pricing. That's fairly cheap. He's, he's in between. Uh, He's in between Sony Michelle and Darius Geis on FanDuel. He's less than Darius Geis on Yahoo. He is, again, in between Michelle and Geis on DK. And he's more expensive on Fantasy Draft than both Darius Geis and Sony Michelle. So, but he's still less than. White. He's more expensive than James White on FanDuel. Same price on Yahoo. A little bit cheaper on DK. And a little bit less on Fantasy Draft than James White. So I might still consider him. He might be actually the more better pay down option there. <clears throat> Do I think they can keep this close though? I mean, Houston Houston is regressing in their rush defense, so I think we definitely have to consider Lindsey in this spot. Uh, Houston side, uh, I still do like Deshaun Watson. We're going to go ahead and keep him in. like the price. He's priced down, so especially on FD. So you're going to get high upside in a GPP. Don't care much for the running backs in this matchup. I know people are going to look to either use Carlos Hyde or say that Duke Johnson is finally taking over the backfield late in the season. Nope, never mind. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins will have Chris Harris on him. Guess what? You can attack Chris Harris. This is the... he Chris Harris is becoming the West Coast version of Xavier Rhodes. So um, you could definitely consider Hopkins in this spot. Um I do like Will Fuller, even if Denver is six against wide receiver twos. Um, but you got Will Parks, questionable cornerback that would be covering him. So he's got the upside in there. We'll see what happens. Um, play, I would play him with confidence. I think you can he'd be a sneaky, sneaky uh, playoff uh, 
play for you this week too. So let's definitely just kind of keep him on the board. Get in the late afternoon games. You got the Chargers at Jacksonville. There is really only one guy that I'm looking at. Now, I do kind of like Hunter Henry at tight end. Did I include Hunter Henry? I did include Hunter Henry. Okay. I was unsure. <clears throat> the guy that I like, though, for the LA Chargers, guy that I'll probably have a lot of exposure to is Melvin Gordon. Uh, 31st ranked uh, rush defense based on DVOA, 25th against running backs in the passing game, uh, and 27th in DVP and points allowed to the running back position at 24.1 and 27.7. So if you're in your playoffs, I think Austin Eckler is in play. I'm just way higher on Melvin Gordon. Wide receivers, nope, nope. Although I do I do have to say that I all their, all their corners are, for Jacksonville are questionable. Probably just, you know, day off, whatever. But <clears throat> so I think that's going to trick people into trying to use Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers is done here, folks. I have to use him in a playoff league, um, but I don't have to use him here on in uh, DFS, so I'm not going there. I'm also not going to fall into the Gardner Minshew trap. It is all Leonard Fournette here. Uh, not going to go ahead and use any of the uh, wide receivers in this spot or the tight ends. Switching over to Tennessee at Oakland. Tennessee favored by 2.5. Oakland 47.5. Oh, I should also mention that uh, LA Chargers are favored by 3 at Jacksonville. 43 over under. There you go. Back to Tennessee. Uh, their expected margin of victory at 2.5 is down from 3.5, I believe. <clears throat> but the total has gone up in this game. Um, again, we're kind of sitting here looking at Tannehill. You know, Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry has just come off the questionable list, too, um, as I am recording this. So I'm going to go ahead and take him out there and get that changed in my sheet here for the write-up. Uh, definitely, definitely considering him. You'd be stupid not to. He's on a complete fucking tear right now. And Oakland is has been regressing in their rush defense uh, over the last five weeks. Five or six weeks, actually. So, And they're starting to give up more and more points each week. So there we go there. Uh, I think you can look at Tannehill. It's a good matchup. It's just whether or not you really... I don't know. You know, to be honest with you... You know, I'm going to take Tannehill out. I think a lot of people are going to go there. I think it's a mistake. I'd rather go Ryan Fitzpatrick in there. Um, Corey Davis, A.J. Brown... I don't quite know yet um, which one's going to be kind of the option here. i got to have them on here, right? Where are they? Yeah, Corey Davis, A.J. Brown, and Adam Humphreys. I'm going to take a look further into this. Um, Adam Humphreys would have the 
you know, technically the worst matchup against the wide receiver plus coverage. Um, but LaMarcus Joyner is questionable for Oakland, and that would be the guy that's covering him. So I kind of have some love for him there. I think A.J. Brown's going to probably be, be pretty high-owned. He's going to be a pretty cheap value uh, for uh, for four people in cash, I think. Um, they're going to roll that way. So let's see here, actually. Kind of see what their targets are. Oh, really? All right, AJ Brown is dealing with a calf issue. Hmm. <laughs> are you now? Went off two weeks ago against Jacksonville. Kind of fell back to the board. Oh, now, he, now see, he's had this every other week kind of fluctuation, too. Hmm. That's been lately, too. Going backwards. 45, this is yardage. 45, 135, 17, 81, 11, 64. Targets going back later to, to now. Eight, three, seven, four, five, and four. Let's see what Corey Davis is. This is going to be, I think, the deciding factor. Corey Davis, he's our guy. Oh my god, he is tanked out. He had one week against the LA Chargers and one week against Atlanta. Chargers one's kind of surprising. Atlanta, not so much. Man. I don't want to check my Adam Humphreys. Might as well since I'm here. Questionable with an ankle. Oh yeah, fuck him. He's just... No, we're not even doing this. We're not going to do this with any of them, I don't think. <clears throat> Maybe I'll leave A.J. Brown in there for right now. Um, he's kind of the guy that I would trust the most out of him. And I say that with a grain of salt. All right. So we got that. <clears throat> Johnny Smith. No. No. The 13th gets the tight end. 29th. No. Fuck Johnny Smith. I don't like Johnny Smith. I'm not going to use him. Uh, Oakland side. Darren Waller is definitely involved here. Um, Derek Carr is going to have to throw. I don't know if I can go against... I can go with Tyrell, Tyrell in here. He just has not been working at all. Like, at all. He's just sucked.
Yeah, his target share has gone way down. Uh, Derek Carr is spreading the ball out. So I'm a, I'd rather take the shot on Waller than I would Tyrell Williams. So we're going to take him out. Oh. I got to go back to uh, the Chargers here real quick. I do like Mike Williams in this spot, too. And I may actually prefer him. I'm a, I'm a, I, I kind of like him in a GPP play. Nobody's on him, but he's getting... But when he gets targeted, he's doing all these jump balls and shit. And he's, like, performing. So, he's just not getting a touchdown. Needs that touchdown. Uh, Kansas City at New England. Uh, New England favored by three. 49 over under. <clears throat> um, I do have some love for Tyreek Hill. I don't know if I can pull the trigger on it. I'm leaving him in there for right now because I kind of just want to see my options here. Um, but I probably, if I'm going to do anything, I'd probably lead more Hopkins or go to Mike Evans than using Tyreek. But Tyreek has a huge ceiling. Huge ceiling. Not doing Kelsey. Not... You know what? I, I did put Darwin Thompson on here, and I know the play. You can save a lot of money. I don't think we need it. So I'm going to pull him out, okay? I'm not I'm not going to play that game. I'm just not going to play the roulette with it. Uh, New England side, I think you could consider uh, Julian Edelman, but that's about it for the pass targets. Now, I I'm going to keep Sony Michelle and I'm going to keep James White involved here. Sony Michelle has had good history, really good history <clears throat> against the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to want to keep this ball on the ground and try to uh, just bludgeon uh, this Kansas City team and keep them out. So I really like Sony Michelle. James White's going to start popping up. I think he's going to end up actually being more popular than Sony Michelle. So definitely going to consider them there. Uh, that game. Oops. That game is a yeah New England favored by three forty nine over or under. That is at home in New England. So moving on to Pittsburgh at Arizona. Pittsburgh favored by two and a half. Arizona is forty three and a half. Uh, I do have love for Betty Snell now that we know that um, James Conner is out. So I think he is in play definitely here. <clears throat> very cheap value uh, a lot of people will probably go to Jalen Samuels because they are going to see that it's better uh, to pass or to use the pass catching running back versus a running back you know running back on the ground but I do believe that Pittsburgh is going to stay ahead in this game I like their defense against Kyler Murray who I think is definitely nursing that hamstring now I have included for the Pittsburgh side James Washington so I wanted to take a look at him real quick uh, before completely taking him out. And we have our Austin Hooper update. Austin Hooper is healthy. Load him up in seasonal. Matt Ryan is on the board because of this news. So uh, James Washington, I think he could consider 26 versus wide receiver ones because Juju Smith-Schuster is expected to sit. Now they have Patrick Peterson. Uh, slated to cover James Washington. I would probably expect that uh, with Byron Murphy going to be covering Deontay Johnson. Uh, Patrick Peterson has been a guy that ha can be burned by speed. So if they want to take a shot, I think 
Devlin Hodges can definitely take a shot there. Uh, Vance McDonald, as we know, um, would be the tight end versus Arizona option that everybody will look at. Uh, for the Arizona side, can't figure it out. I don't know. Um, I'm not going to bother using anybody from this side. I am more on the Pittsburgh defense. It is true that they're on the road, so you know they could regress a little bit, but um, Pittsburgh's going to try to make a fucking run here. They're going to really try to make a run. Uh, as far as Sunday night football, <clears throat> you can consider Russell Wilson and Jared Goff in this matchup this week. I don't know if I can pull the trigger on either. Um, running backs, Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, of course, and then you have uh, Todd Gurley on the other side. If you look at the wide receivers for Seattle, Tyler Lockett has the matchup. Uh, Rams, 18th against wide receiver ones. He's also going to be in the slot. I don't now see. They think they they're saying that Jalen Ramsey is going to cover him. That's from PFF. I think it's really going to be Nick. It's going to be the nickel Robbie Coleman right there, which he's far superior to. He has not played well at all, so I would definitely consider him there. Not looking at probably Hollister. Well, you know what? Actually, I probably would look at Hollister because they have been going to him over there. So let me see. Did I include him? I would probably consider him. Now it's all going to be about pricing here. We still got one more set to go before I completely cut all this shit out. So we'll put Hollister in there just because. Um, not focusing on Gerald Everett or... Um, well, actually, yeah, we have to. We have to consider Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby on this one. It's not as good of a matchup as it was last week. I think if Gerald Everett plays, I could consider Gerald Everett before I'd ever consider uh, uh, Higby, though. Uh, Higby just has to fall in the right spot. Uh, wide receivers for the Rams. Uh, it's just going to be Robert Woodson, Cooper Cup. I'm not going to fuck around with this Brandon Cook shit anymore. So we're done there. Monday night, you guys will be fine without. That. It looks more and more like Eli is going to start, so. Just keep that in consideration. Um, but yeah, so that is our step two walkthrough for week 14. I went a little bit over, hour and 15 minutes, but uh, gonna get this up. We're gonna <clears throat> get some stuff trimmed down. We're getting there. We're getting there. Getting there. I think we're just about there for wide receivers. Uh, definitely tight. I, I, I kind of like having this nice little spread out uh, thing of. Um, tight ends. I'm going to kind of confine that down a little bit. I'm going to make a stand on a couple of guys on there. Uh, wide receivers were pretty close to there. Uh, running backs still need to cut out a couple of guys here, um, which we should be able to. Quarterbacks, yeah, we still got a couple more we need to cut out. So we're almost there. Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there for tomorrow's podcast and when the article comes out. So you guys have yourselves a hell of a Friday, and uh, we'll get back to you tomorrow morning. Peace out.